What is going on? Jason Liu, and I'm pumped for you guys to dive into today's episode. Before we do, I just want to warn you guys, we had weather challenges. So in today's episode, there's like three or four times where the audio is going to cut out. But I hope, I truly hope you guys dial in and listen because this is, and I say this about all my episodes, but this is one of my favorite episodes. It's one of the best conversations I've had with Nick Pags. Um, you guys are going to get some incredible when it comes to mindset, when it comes to emotional intelligence, like we get into one of the most epic stories about pizza, by the way, but that leads to a discussion around a day of discipline, how to really flex the muscle of discipline. Um, we talk about how your to-be list, who you want to become should dictate your to-do list and not the other way around. And then we really talk about um, money mindset, really getting into the amount of your soul, of your light, of your energy, of your you unlocking your gifts and how that relates to um, abundance and money and just that circulation of energy. So I hope you guys can sit through the technical difficulties here because I promise you it is well worth the listen. Here's the big question. What if you had to start over from scratch and build a business with limited time and resources? Maybe the economy just pulled the rug out from under you, or you're in a business that's underperforming or a career that's going nowhere. How would you flip the switch to go from where you're at to where you want to go? A profitable business that supports your family and allows you to live the life you were meant to live. My name is Jason Liu. And each week, I'm going to bring you guests that are further down the road while documenting my own journey. Welcome to the business of feeling good. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the business of feeling good. My name is Jason Liu, and I am joined by the incredible Nick Pags, Nick Pags Fit, um, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you guys can see the flex on the video today. You guys would be impressed. But uh, Nick, obviously, is an incredible individual. I know him best as the mindset coach within Empower You. Him and Jess Glazer are throwing down some incredible information for entrepreneurs that are really looking to take a business online. Um, but his background's in fitness. So he's been in the fitness world for almost 10 years. Uh, he works at the Elite Performance House in NYC. And we'll get into it there as well. Um, but I... I made the mistake of misjudging Nick Pags the first time I met him. And I'll tell you a quick story. So I went to go interview Jess Glazer, not knowing Jess at all, on a podcast. And I listened to one of your first episodes with Jess Glazer. And I'm like, who is this like loud, obnoxious, like, like all this energy dude that's coming on screen right now? And the first time I met you was on a mindset call. And I was absolutely blown away. And I just want to tell you why. I very rarely met people with the amount of energy and force and power in their voice and soul that are able to be so present and good at listening. And dude, you have that. You hear people through the BS so well, man. And I wanted to ask you, was that always innate? Was that something you you were born with that you had and you kind of grew or is that something you learned? I appreciate that, man. And thank you for having me. Um, to answer your question, I, I don't know if that was something I practiced. I'll tell you this. Presence was practice. Presence was 100% practice. And it was not a thing I was gifted with in my life. 
Do I love to live in the moment and high energy? Sure, I think so. Uh, I think that that's kind of natural to me. But what I learned more recently than like earlier in my life was that life is more full when I'm living it, when I'm in it. Like life is live, it happens right now. And if my life is committed always around just planning for what's going to happen or trying to fix what didn't or did happen in the past, I find myself never actually fully investing myself in this moment or enjoying what is. And when I, when I found myself slip, slipping into a, a present mindset, I started to be grateful for and enjoy what is in this moment. And it made life way more fun. It, it's where the energy comes from. And when I'm not doing that, when I'm focused on what I have to do next week or what I have to do, I struggle. I struggle. And I still, the beauty of this whole thing is that I still struggle with this stuff, which sounds really silly, but it's, it's amazing that I still struggle with it because it reminds me that the human mind is really powerful and habit is really powerful. And what we're used to, we go back to. So for me to be able to constantly go check in with what, what do I do naturally? What doesn't work and who do I have to be to change and move and mold and evolve into the person that I want to be all the time? So it's a work in progress. There's so much I want to unpack there, but I think that from everyone that I've met, I'm making my own assumptions here, that has that level of self-awareness and self-understanding, you at some point in time, and I kind of want to go back to the origin story here, you had to be on your knees at some point in time where... Um, it was just up to your eyeballs and stuff. Like you were just in it. Um, what was that moment for you? Because one of my great mentors always said, you know, if, if you want to teach it, you have to earn it. Like you have to earn the ability to teach the stuff you're saying and you have such a deep understanding of it. So was there a moment or were there a couple moments that you're like, I need to immerse myself in growth and development and mindset? Yeah. The truth, this is going to sound kind of crazy. I think that I got to a point in my life where I, I needed deprivation. So I grew up with the most unbelievable, incredible family background, supportive family, supportive parents who were by my side and lifted me up and really challenged me to do great things. Um, my dad was an absolute hard ass on me most of my life, but in a loving way with an intention of wanting me to just be great. And still to this day, it's the same way. Uh, so I think a lot of the interesting stuff that comes with like a father-son relationship of me wanting it to be a certain way and him doing it in a way where it didn't work for me, but he really had great intentions in mind. I think that push-pull really did a lot to, to create drive in, for me in my life. Um, but there was one, one, two big things in my life that, shifted my perspective that made me um it's really three pieces but I'll keep it simple the, the biggest the biggest two was my soccer career I played soccer my whole entire life and my story was that I got cut from my college soccer team which I didn't even know was possible uh when I went into freshman year for university and and could not believe what had happened that I went and went to a division three when I was a d1 player and I was like, ah, let me just go there and I'll tear it up. And I had a very like lackadaisical mindset about it and ended up not making the team, which was just crazy to me. And learning that somebody 
told me no and that I had a choice in that moment. When someone tells you something, you accept it and, and either live with it and just that's who you are, or you decide that that's not right and I'm going to adjust my thinking and my perception around myself and this guy is not in charge of, of my outcome. So that that was a big shift for me. And uh, two years later, I ended up on the team and had a, a great experience there. So that was like one kind of classic sports story that built me up. But the biggest, deepest point I've had was when I, I was a business owner. I owned a studio called Ripped Fitness. I was a co-owner of a boutique fitness studio. We had one location in Westchester, New York, opened a second one in New York City. And during that time, I was, I was 24, 25. And um, my partner and I kind of had different thoughts about where the business should go. And at one point, I wanted to expand, evolve, grow. I was committed to being the best group fitness instructor in the world. And I'm not kidding. It was in my head that I was on that path. Like I was, I was going. And because he wanted to slow down and take things easier, just because we were in different places in, life, in our lives. He was 47, had two kids, starting to think about paying for college for them. I was like single, ready to party and do this thing. And I mean, party by like, let's party and build a business. Like I was so excited about evolving and expanding and he wasn't allowing that. So I, I decided to step away because my gut was telling me there was a ceiling that I was putting myself under. And if I wanted to make change, it was up to be, it was up to me. Like if it's up to, if it's to be, it's up to me. It's a little saying that I like to rock with there. So I left and I was making six figures. I was killing it. I was known in the industry. I was recognized as one of the top instructors. I had everything going for me and I just walked out you know, respectfully, but I put myself in a space of deprivation and I needed that lack. I needed that hunger. I went from making everything financially to making nothing. And of course that's subjective, right? But I was in a place where I was like, dude, you're not making any money. I sat in my living room in my apartment and stared at a wall for four months I mean, seriously, woke up thinking I was going to go be a speaker and a coach. And I was like, people are going to beg for me to come out here. And it did not happen like that. I just stopped and I stared at a white wall. And I just remember waiting for answers and hoping things would come. And it got dark, man. It got scary. It got confusing. I felt hopeless. I felt worthless. I felt confused. I felt like I let everybody down. I felt like I gave up everything I had. But in my gut, something was telling me there's something on the other side of this. You got to trust and just lean into that process. Um, and that was March of 20, what are we in 2020? That was March 2019 when I left. So, um, yeah, it's just been a little over a year. And it's been a very, very intense year since then. So tell me how how that picked up into, because most of the trainers I know have challenges jumping from fitness into the entrepreneurial world, um, especially at the level that you play at. Um, what's, how did Jess factor into the equation here? And by Jess, I mean Jess Glazer, who runs Empower yeah. You, um, who's my coach right now, a great friend of yours. Um, how did that relationship kind of help tilt or did it help tilt in terms of directions? I was, I'd gotten a job while I was still at Ripped at Performance House as a trainer. Jess was the trainer there at the time not doing a lot of work there, but she was still training clients. And she came up to me and, and did her regular spiel of like, 
have you ever thought of doing an online business? Like, why aren't you making income while you're sleeping? Like, I don't get it. What are you waiting for? You're such a good motivator. You're such a good speaker. Like, why aren't you doing that? And we started to have the conversation and this was before empower you. Um, and one day she said, well, I'll coach you. I'll do it. If you want, it would cost this much. And because you're like the first person to do it, I literally was her second person in empower you. I mean, she's had hundreds and hundreds of people go through it now. Right. And I was like, well, I'm not a computer guy. I'm not tech savvy. Uh, but I'm open to it. And you know what? I had the money to invest in myself. And I was like, what's more important than investing in yourself? So Jess and I got in that train. And the fun part is that I kind of flunked out of Empower You, right? <laughs> this is the thing I coach now. I like to say to people, I flunked out of it. Why? Because I didn't do, I didn't, it took sitting down and spending hours and hours in front of the computer and building programs and all that. And that just like, number one, it wasn't me. It wasn't what I actually wanted to do. So I was doing it, I was chasing money and that just never works for me. And I don't think it works for many people. I think it'll get you motivated for a minute, but long-term you'll burn out over it. So I was chasing money because of the money story. And I was like, ah, I'm going to get all this money from this. And I lost interest in that. And secondly, it just, I wasn't connecting with people in a way that I wanted to. Hmm. So I told Jess, like almost towards the end of the thing, I was like, this is amazing. I just can't fulfill the requirements. And I talked to her about why and where my head was at. And I think during that process, I was coaching her a little bit on the mindset end with building her business at the same time. And we've been super tight and supportive of each other before that ever happened. So that shifted me into realizing like, it's okay to hustle and work with your thought process, not being always about money. And for so long, work meant make money, money, make a living, living so that you can enjoy life. And what I thought, what I realized during this period, during those, that dark period of, I got to figure out what to do in my life was when I leaned into the things I loved, when I truthfully went after what felt right in my heart and in my soul. And this is what I told Jess. I was like, what's right for me is just talking with people is helping people get out of holes. It's helping people not do what I just did, which is flunk out of this stuff. Like that's what feels right in my heart and in my soul. So I was just putting out content nonstop. I was just calling people and just coaching them for free without even knowing I was coaching. I'm not a certified coach by any means. I just wanted to lift people up. And I leaned into helping people, taking care of people, and doing things with good energy. And my business started coming from that. And that's when Jess asked me to come in soon after and be like, hey, the way you think about this stuff is amazing. Can you please work with you know, this group of girls I have, this group of whatever guys I have? And the next thing I knew, we were coaching like five people at a time. And I was like, damn, this is cool. I mean, last week, what, I was coaching 75 of you guys. You know, So it's, we built it. She's built it. I've been able to come on the ride uh, for the last whatever years. And it's been amazing. Good. Let's you you touched on it and you might have already said how you got yourself out in terms of leaning into what you love, leaning into kind of that alignment. I've gone through those dark spots. I know a lot of listeners go through those dark spots. Do you have any advice for someone that's in it? Like, I think there's so many factors that come along with it. There's the factor of who am I without my previous career? Like, who am I without the the name badge that says owner or whatever the, the title was before? 
Um, there's the, who am I without my money? Who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what am I meant to do? Like, there's so many times where I felt like I've been so far ahead of the curve. Like I'm crushing it. I feel great. I've got money, but there's that inkling of like, there's something wrong in the engine happening. There's there, the, the gas isn't right. And when you come out of it or when I came out of it, it was this feeling of like, who the heck am I? So if someone's in it, what do you tell these people? I guess every situation is different, but yeah, you have something. I think it's, you have to kind of define what entrepreneur means for you. Like what building a business means for you, because for me, it's, I want to build businesses that represent me. I'm not just in it to build a bank account. Now, if your intention is strictly for money purposes, I'm not saying it's wrong. For some people, it's like, I want to build a massive bank account through like building these crazy businesses and just like being a serial entrepreneur and just continuously. And if that makes you thrive and go and press the gas pedal and do a million things, by all means, go for it. For me, I know that I have values and I have commitments to myself, to my family who have sacrificed for me, that when I leave this earth, I want people to know why I was here. I want to leave a legacy, which sounds really cheesy, but I want to create such a massive amount of impact that the world feels as though it's a better place because I was in it type of thing. And I, I just believe that when I lean into the being who I am in my most authentic self, let me put it this way, Jason, we all have gifts. Like there's stuff that you really are naturally amazing at. And if you watch Jason's Instagram, one of Jason's gifts is one of Jason's gifts is his ability to make like bring you into his experience while he speaks. Right. And, and I haven't listened to your podcast, so I don't know locally if it's the same for you as it is when I watch you. But when you watch Jason on his stories or in his videos, you like want to lean in closer to the phone. Why? Not because Jason has gone to a million different acting schools and figured out how to speak on camera. You may have, I don't know, but because one of Jason's gifts is being a light. Like one of your gifts, dog, is, be, is, is connecting with people through a screen in person. You make people feel good when you talk to them. People trust you. They want to be around you. They want, they wish you have the best information because they would love to hear it from you, right? And that's a gift of yours. And when you think about that, if you miss out on your gift, think of, think of what you're sacrificing when you do that. For what? A hot paycheck? To make sure your 401k is set up? Like, Come on, man. Think about, you're talking about when people say, I want to make money so that I can chill. My friend and I were just having this conversation. He said, I want to make money. I want security. So then by 60, I can just be retired, man, and be good. And I said, so you're willing to give up. You're 25. You're willing to give up the rest of these years till you're 60 so that you can grind and sweat in a way that you don't like to so that you can have some change by 60 and potentially it could all be wiped out at any moment. We're watching how the world is just not promising anything right now in this current pandemic. Like everything can be taken in any second. So why miss out on life? Do the things that you love that excite you. Find ways to create abundance financially that way. Let life be something that you're excited to do instead of doing it in order to just like fulfill a requirement. Thank you. I'm receiving that. I really appreciate that. Um, 
It's interesting you touch on gifts, talents, and abilities, because I think that along my journey, I don't know about yours, but it feels like I've come out of alignment with those gifts at times where other things have pulled the forces. One of the things that you're great at, and one of the things that you're fantastic at is showing up with energy, showing up with presence. Is there something you do? I think right now there's like the hot term is like, what's your morning routine? What's your evening routine? But do you have certain things that you have to do to dial yourself in? Like, it doesn't seem like your person that just happenstance, like just shows up and it all works. Maybe it does. Yeah, I promise you that's not the case. I think that I'm very lucky in that uh, my natural, what's most natural for me is coming into a space and being positive and being optimistic and having good energy. That's definitely a part of me. Um, something that I I have had to check in with in my recent days, weeks, months, um, is really understanding how my beingness runs my doingness. What do I mean by that? Uh, we don't just do things to do things. I think a lot of people live very unconsciously. We're just going through what we normally go through, the motions we regularly go through, and life happens and it happens to us and it happens around us and it happens for us sometimes, but we're not living it and owning it as our own. We're just doing it and we don't treat it like we're in control of it. Like we're in the driver's seat. My mission is to be so conscious and so awakened and so responsive to what's going on in my life at each moment that then I can adjust, move, be agile and what that takes is understanding who I'm being in the moment. So when I wake up, I have a really powerful practice that I do. Uh, I, the way I like to say it is I let my to-be list run my to-do list. So for so long, I was writing to-do lists because I had so much stuff to do. And I had these lists all over the place of like, I'm going to get this done. This is my vision for the year. This is my goal. And I'm not hating on anybody's goals or visions. I'm not against that. But for me, it, it didn't work. Because what I saw was an overwhelming process. I saw a mountain and I didn't even know how to climb a hill. I saw these huge projects and how could I even get started? I saw just an, uh, just an unimaginable amount of work to do and, and it kept me frozen. So what I would do then is say, okay, I'm not going to focus on all that I have to do because all that I have to do will be answered when I'm owning who I have to be to do those things. So in the morning, I ask myself, who do I want to be today? And these are the two questions I ask myself. And I actually send a video to a buddy of mine. And he sends it back. And it actually became a group with a bunch of people. But it started with me and a buddy. And I said to him, here's why I honor my word. I honor my word because it's important for me to do so. When I honor my word, I create abundance in my life. I, make, I show up. I make things happen in the world. I support people. I create like incredible intention in my life. So I start to talk about why I honor my word and why it's important. And then I say, my ways of being for the day are, and I list my ways of being. And that looks like today was, um, today was present, disciplined, joyful, and energetic were my four ways of being today. And why did I do that? Because there are things I want to create in my life. And what it's going to take is me being those way, those things. And then when I'm being those things, it will generate all my doing. So I'm not saying that it's just, you don't have to think about the, the steps to take and you don't have to be analytical. And I, you do, you do have to think about what to do in your life in order to create what you want. 
But what about that first step of saying, who am I going to be while I do this? Because how many times have we had like things we got to do, Jason, and we just shut down. We shut down because it seems overwhelming. But if I was being positive, if I was being joyful, there'd be no space for shutdown. I'd be like, you know what? This is a lot, but I'm excited. I am excited. I'm stepping into my joy right now because I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and I get to go create something. And I know it sounds goofy, guys. I know this sounds ridiculous, like you're faking it. You're not faking it when you decide to be a certain way. You have a decision in every single moment and how you show up with people and how you respond to people and how you create conversation and how you do everything you do. Every single moment, you have a choice to be a certain way and you make that choice. Most of the time, subconsciously, I just choose to be conscious in it. So that's my practice to answer your question is I'm consistently checking in. It's exhausting in the beginning, Jay. It's exhausting. And then you shift out of exhausting and into intention. You start to live constantly thinking, who do I want to be in this moment? Go be that. Who do I want to be in this moment? Go be that. What's stopping me from being who I want to be? Notice that. Like it's just a constant system that's running a lot faster than it used to. It's really interesting because as opposed to sometimes you naturally fall on inspiration, you're calling that that, um, that area of your life in. So if you know that you're going into a hard day, but you're calling in joy, like I want to show up joyful or I want to show up excited about what I'm doing, it puts a new hat on you. And you almost have to take on the task in a completely different state physiology. Like you're coming at it completely differently. And I want to, and I want to explain why it makes sense for the analytical guy right now who's laughing at me and thinks this is like, this doesn't make sense. I want I want to make clear why the science behind this makes sense because I've studied all this so that when I work with my clients, I understand what's actually happening, happening in our systems. So you've all heard it. If you listen to any motivational speaker, the, the cutest, hottest thing they talk about is the RAS, the reticular activating system, right? We've all heard about that thing. Here's the science behind this. If I wake up and I, which is, this actually happened this morning, and I go to squirt my toothpaste onto my toothbrush and it squirts all over my shirt that I just put on, right? And it, I now I have to go iron a new shirt or whatever, or ruins, and you go into the, oh, this is ruining my day. It's going to be one of those days. You've now set an intention that it's going to be one of those days. And it seems so small, but, and then you walk out and because you're like, oh, you know, and it, boom, you stub your toe, you stub your toe on the bed. And then you're like, mm, I'm really having a day. This is going to be one of those days. And then you walk upstairs, downstairs, whatever. And you, and you go to work and you step on dog crap as you're going to your car and and you, you're like, why are some of those days like this? This is going to sound crazy for people, but I want to make it very clear. You are creating what's happening. And people think there's no way I created the dog crap in front of my car that I stepped in. There's no way I created the toothpaste thing. There's no way I created the this toe stubbing. On the contrary, because your mindset was in a place of it's going to be one of those days. That's what you start to focus on. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. So when your intention is set on, I am, it's going to be one of those days, you're going to find every reason to be one of those days. Just like when you buy a blue Mercedes and you start driving around in a blue Mercedes, you see all the blue Mercedes. You're like, why did everybody buy the car I had? You know, the cars were old. It was always there. It's not magic because you just bought it. Now everybody has it. What happened is that's where your attention went. So when I squirted the, the toothpaste, so how do we adjust out of this? When you squirt the toothpaste off, laugh. 
So this morning I laughed. And I and I literally, Jay, I went like this. I squirted it, it sprayed on my shirt, and I went, ugh. <laughs> like I was I was this close. I went from like angry to an immediate shift because and it sounds so goofy. But I was angry for a second. I was pissed. And then the second I went into laughing, I was like, it's a shirt. It's a shirt. And like I have my beautiful girlfriend there lying there and like I look at her. She's awesome. And like Look at this bathroom that I'm in. This is amazing. I'm so lucky to be like with this space right now and this crazy pandemic. Like I started going through like crazy stuff in my head. You know what I'm saying? But that is the shift. So then when I went upstairs and I saw my dad, like I'm staying at my parents' house for this past week because it was my birthday week. So I'm there, I'm here. And I woke up and I walk upstairs and there's my dad. And I was like grateful because I'm in the house with my dad again. And like that, instead of being like, I got to talk to dad right now and I don't feel like it. No, it was joyful. So choose how you're going to go into things and that'll own that will activate your, you're activating your, um, your RAS that'll send you into a different way of thinking. You're, you're going to be great with kids one day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, I got a I got a seven year old and literally like the entire game when she was growing up was like, can you change the state of your kid as quick as you can? Because yep. your reaction dictates all of it, right? Your reaction. Isn't that crazy? So that's awesome, dude. Um, talk to me about Nick, you got so much value to drop. Talk to me about value because and if you don't mind sharing, do you mind sharing the um, the story about pizza and discipline? And yep. kind of how that empowers you, because I got so much value out of that story. Um, when you talked about being able to stare the things that maybe are the hooks or the vices or the things in your life that hold you back and being able to stand in front of them and have power over them. So you guys just signed up for a great moment because when I listen to a podcast, every single time I listen to a podcast, my focus is, can I take something with me and go use it today? Or this was a waste of my time. Like, that's how I think about podcasts, right? I'm like, I want to be able to walk away from it with like something I can go and like make my life better with when you're listening to self-help podcasts. So this is your piece right here. So I want, I want you guys, I want you to hear this and I want you to practice this. I want you to have a discipline day. I want you to put it in your calendar soon in the next few days. And I want you to get, and this is for somebody who struggles with discipline, who's feeling a little stuck in life, who's feeling a little nervous about the next, next chapter and what's coming. I want you to invite yourself to a holiday and I want you to call it discipline day. And I want you to write it and get super excited. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to, with every, you're going to own the way of being of discipline. You're going to get super stoked to follow your own rules, to follow through with your own commitments, to do what you know feels right in your gut no matter how uncomfortable and scary that is. So the, the story that Jason's talking about, I was really struggling. And this is, this is great that you're talking about this because I'm, I'm practicing discipline days right now. Like I'm having my own week of celebration of discipline day. And I call it a celebration because most people would say that, uh, discipline day. No, I'm, I'm stoked because of what it brings. Oh, I'm excited to share this day. Okay, so really struggling discipline at a point in my life. And I live in New York City. And I was in my apartment, and if you have ever been to New York City, you know that pizza, there is a pizzeria at least every other block. Time two on a block. It's crazy, right? Just so happens that my favorite food in the entire world is pizza. Every apartment I've lived in, I've lived either on a pizzeria on top of it or next to it or on the same block. Not by mistake. So 
This current one I live on, Upper East Side, New York, I live over at Gotham Pizza. They got great pizza. Go check it out. It's awesome. But I am truthfully addicted to pizza. I love it. I mean, like, when I see it, I smile and I get, like, warm fuzzies in my tummy. Like, I, bro, I love pizza. I'm not kidding. So what I would do was what's the one thing that I love so much that really challenges me? That, that is so comforting to me that I want a part of my life all the time that would hurt to let go of, but could make me a better person because of it. That was what I was starting to search for. And dude, I, I know it sounds crazy to some people. When I thought of pizza, I was like, yeah, right. No way I'm giving what I did. And this is the story that Jason was referring to. What I did was I put my running sneakers on. I left my apartment and I mapped out before I left the pizzerias that I was going to hit. And there were a couple miles and I hit, I think it was like 12 pizzerias. And I went into every single pizzeria and I didn't just run by. I went in the door. I got in line. I looked at all the slices. I smelled through the glass. You know how the glass has it. I literally put my nose on the glass and I was like, oh, wow, that's good pizza. And I've been to a lot of those pizzerias. I went to my favorite pizzeria, PQR on the Upper East Side. I sniffed the pizza, dude. And I, and I would get to the top of the line and the guy would go, can I help you? And I would look him in the eye and I'd smile and I'd go, nope. And I would run and go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of what that story did for me, I went to so many of these pizzerias and I started to do it regularly. And I'm, I, I still eat pizza. I didn't give up pizza. I'm not saying give up things you love all the time. What I'm saying is I needed to teach myself discipline in a way that was easily achievable by easily achievable, I mean, it was right there. I didn't have to go buy a program or do something crazy. It was just something that was in front of me. I went, I ran, I got in front of the thing that was taking control of me. And why is that important? Because then when I went home, Jason, and I didn't want to do my work, and the laziness was the thing that was easy to have, instead of pizza, I swapped it out for laziness, and I looked laziness in the eye, and I said, nope, let's do this thing. And I did the work. And I, I only slept four hours that night. Because I was staying up, doing late work, woke up, and I remember waking up and my alarm's going off at five. And I was like, eh, eh, eh. and I look at it and I say, Alexa, turn the alarm off. And then I said, oh, sleep is calling my name. <laughs> nope. And I got up and I put my feet on the floor and I started this practice of discipline, man, discipline. And it goes, the, the, when I don't practice it a lot, it fades just like anything else. So I'm in a discipline day stage right now in my life where like my eating habits are on point. I'm doing the, the committed amount of exercise I said I was going to do. I just find the things that I need to have discipline on. So I invite you listener to create a discipline day. The things that are hardest for you, the stuff you couldn't imagine saying no to. I dare you for a day. If you could do it for a day, you could do it for two. And then once you get through two, see if you could do a third day. And create a couple discipline days or do all, all you need sometimes is for them to just kickstart your engine, create a little momentum, get excited about yourself. The reason why we feel stuck, Jason, is because we feel that we can't get out of the spot we're in. Simple. But then when you overcome it, it changes everything. I love that it's a practice. Like it's like getting reps in every day. Like it's a, I'm going to flex this muscle. And it's going to get stronger, it's going to get bigger, and we're going to get faster. Um, that's killer, Nick. So let's talk applicable. Like, like we, 
you gave us a blueprint here in terms of pick something. But if you were to kind of map this out for someone and saying, hey, this is the this is the day. Pick a day. Is it a hard discipline? Is it an easy discipline? Just something winnable? And then, I don't know, is there a way to celebrate? Is there a way to acknowledge? Is there something they can do to, I don't know, feel like they, they accomplished something? Yeah, I, I seriously think you should celebrate it. And what I mean by celebrate is like, do the damn thing. Like I went into a pizzeria, for example. I would say no to the pizza. I would run out. And as I'm running the next block, I'm like, woo! Like, giddy. Because listen, it wasn't for anybody else. When I, like now it's a cool story, but I wasn't telling anybody that. They would have thought I was crazy while I was doing it. I mean, you probably still do think I'm crazy. But while I was doing it, I wasn't telling anybody. Like I didn't call my friends and be like, yo, I just ran to every pizzeria and said no to pizza. I did it for me. So I celebrated it with me and for me. So when I did the thing that was a challenge for me or I stepped away from the thing that was a vice of mine, I was able to say, hell yeah, Nick Pags, like proud of you, man. That feels good. Feels good. Look at how controlled you are. Look at the power you have when you decide to make change, when you decide to not let external factors run your internal experience. Look at the difference you have when you shift your mindset around what's important to you. You show up different, bro. Like, that's what I, I, that's the conversation I have with myself. So in terms of celebration, acknowledge yourself, celebrate yourself, be grateful that you had the opportunity to grow and expand today. Like that, that stuff for me creates a snowball effect, a momentum of like, let's see. And it makes me want to do more and be more and create more. We can go in a lot of different directions right now, but one of the things I'd like to do is kind of switch the gears on you just for a quick second, because in your line of work and mine as well, Getting new clients, acquiring new customers is a big part of it. But I think you have a different take on it in the sense that from just my own observations of you, like, I don't imagine it being the, let's pick up the phone and make calls today. It is a, it seems like it's a way of, it's time to put your content out into the world. How do you look at attracting a new audience or attracting clients to you um, that works for you um, or that feels good to you? So. I have made my mindset portion of my business. So I do the fitness thing. I've been in the fitness industry for 11 years now. And I have personal training clients right now in the current pandemic. I'm able to still work with them over Zoom. And I teach them classes more for fun just to support people and lift people up in this time. Uh, and it keeps me going. and keeps my energy high. So I'm bringing in and, and I want to under, I'll just I'll say it straight up. I'm coming from the privilege standpoint of I save money. I have money that I'm bringing in pretty consistently from teaching classes and clients, um, which gives me the freedom to do this, but you can do this too. So don't hang up right now. If you're like, oh my God, I'm starving for money. I can't pay my bills. Listen to this for a second and understand what I'm saying. I have that coming in and I spend a couple hours a day, two, three hours on that a day. And the rest of it is me fully putting into the world what I feel is my gift, what I feel is why I like, I'm seriously, why I'm put here is to speak, is to coach, is to motivate, is to inspire, is to enlighten, is to support people in creating the life they want to live. So that's really my passion and what keeps me going, right? I don't need every second of that to be paid. I would do that. And I have been doing that before I ever got paid for it. And when I think about that, 
it's such a gift because it allows me to just keep doing it without expectation of a fat paycheck. Mm. Now, I want to go and speak like I'm here on Jason's podcast. I want to do this for fun. I want to do this for free to support a friend of mine, to support a guy who I think is doing good in the world. I want to do that. And I can because I know that it's in alignment with who I am. I also get to be paid a couple thousand dollars to go speak on stages because I'm good enough to do that, because I'm committed to doing that, because financial abundance is also part of my vision for my life. So what I have done is leaned into the things that for me feel right in my gut. So when you're talking about building your business and all that, do I do stages? So I'm about to do a launch, right? I'm working with fitness professionals and building the mindset around building your own business, right? And so many times we all struggle to stay on top of our game, to stay disciplined, to stay motivated. So I want to create a community and help with that. And I'm doing a workshop all about money mindset and how to actually have the conversation about how to build your your company, your brand, and not get bogged down by the, I'm scared about asking for a certain amount and all that. So that's kind of what I'm building right now for this three day, three hour workshop. It's a one day thing. And there will be a part of this. Well, I, I'm going to do calls to people. I'm going to connect with people on DMs and all that. But the reason I can do that so easily is because I'm constantly putting, Jason, what feels right for me into the world, what really impacts and offers value consistently, not needing to get paid. I'm offering value all the time to the point where people are reaching out to me asking for when the next thing's going to be. So now my reach outs are just, hey, letting you know I'm doing this thing. And then they're like, please take my money. So it's not a struggle. Like I don't have to beg for you guys to come on the empower you mindset calls, but 75 people show up, 65 people show up, not because yes, because you guys paid and committed for it, but because you know, it's effective because it feels good because you trust Jason that every time you get on that call, every single time, every single time you're going to get some awesome, some awesome value and content out of that. You've never been served up anything different other than powerful, effective content that offers you value during that call for that hour. So I just consistently bring that. That's my commitment is that if I'm not offering value, I'm not offering it. So I think when you do that, when you step into what's right for you and you're in alignment with who you are and who you want to, you have an immense amount of good stuff world, an immense amount of energy, an immense amount of value. And dude, we pay for value. We, we pay for what feels like it would be a great addition to our lives. So I don't have to go begging for people to be a part of a group. I sit down, I say, does this work for you? Is this what you want? You've seen my stuff. I offer it all the time. Now it's going to be specific to you. Is it something you're willing to invest in? Yes. Amazing. Not right now. Great. See you next time. We'll talk later when it's a better time for you. And I never take offense because people aren't always ready to do the work. So I don't, I went all over there, but I hope no. that answers the question. No, it does. It does. And I, I and it, it, it's in a line with everything you are, Nick, you, you are heart first, heart centric. I'm going to do what feels right. And the rest will fall into line. Um, that's the, that's the vibe I've always gotten for you. And it's done without strings. It's done without attachment. It's not to say that you don't want to be paid well for what you do, but it's always this, I'm going to go serve and go give my gift because it feels good to me. And it makes the people around me feel good. And, you're incredibly talented, Nick. Um, you've got such a great heart to serve, but more importantly, on top of that service, you've got the knowledge 
and the um, compassion and the empathy to go help these people. You make a real difference, bro. Like it is incredible to watch you live coach people. Like that is where you are in flow. Yeah. Thank you, man. And I want to, I want to also give this spirit to somebody because this is so important. And I wish, I wish I believed this when somebody told me first or when I heard it first on a video or whatever, but when you may have to go through a time of lack in order to have abundance. And when you're, when your mind and heart says, I'm in this for the reason of creating abundance and I'm coming from an abundant mindset and I'm coming from flow and I'm coming from good energy and I'm coming from kindness and doing the right thing. When you come from that space, you don't always get what you want quick, but you do what you get, what you give, you get what you give. And so, like, it's not one of my big taglines. You don't get what you want. You get what you give. And when you take time to live in what you're giving, you learn that that I am going to be taken care of because I'm doing the right thing. And I'm not saying the, the good guy wins all the time. That's not how life works, Nick, blah, blah, blah. Dude, the more I just trusted, like even when I wasn't getting paid for it, like I'm not, again, I am not, I have no fancy certification as a life coach, yet I get paid a lot of money to work with people one-on-one. I get paid a lot of money to go speak on stages. I get paid money to do group coaching, live coaching, like you're talking about. I believe that when I was doing it in a room, getting paid 75 bucks an hour to teach a class, I was telling people to run on the treadmill, but the whole time I was doing the coaching work and teaching myself what it meant to be a coach. I was doing my homework for four, five, six years before I ever got recognized as somebody who was legitimized in the space for that. So like, I want you to know that if you're in a time right now where you're like, it seems impossible. If when you do it, your heart sings, keep freaking going. I'm not saying drop everything because you might have a family, you might have bills to pay, you might have commitments that you made. Do your nine to five maybe, but don't stop the thing that makes your heart sing. And you'll know, you will know when it's the right time to call Jess Glazer and start the business coaching, to call Nick Pags and get your head in the game, to get you into your new business. Like you'll know a time when to get support and to take that shift in your life. You will know, you'll feel it. It might take a couple years, man. It might take a couple months. You've got to trust that what's right for you, it's there, it's right for you. And when you lean into it and when you're with it and when you constantly live in it in an authentic state, people, brands, companies, the economy will all see it and your mindset around it. Oh, I, I can't say it enough. It seems so floofy and I hate saying it because people are like, okay, whatever. When your mind is in the right place and you're trusting, and you're living in abundance and you're saying, I'm creating the right thing. I'm creating good stuff and I'm just going to keep doing it. Jason, you are an example of that, man. Somebody who just keeps putting out stuff that feels right for you, that you believe serves other people as a man of service. I'm telling you what's coming your way, bro. Like bigger, way bigger than what you're doing now. What you're doing now is big, like way bigger. And for the listener, something that you're doing right now that feels right, but isn't being treated as right yet. Trust it's coming, man. It's coming. Just keep going, keep going, do what you got to do to keep it going. Dude. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for spending the time for being so generous today. Thanks for opening up vulnerable, man. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible to hear your gifts, your words, your wisdom. Um, I'm so grateful that 
I found you in a roundabout way um, that I've had the opportunity to learn from you and continue to learn from you. Um, where can come people find you? Where can they come listen to you? What's what's the best way to come hang out with you? The best way and easiest way, guys, is on uh, Instagram at Nick Pagsfit, N-I-C-K-P-A-G-S-F-I-T. Why I love to share my content on there is because it's live. And what I mean by that is I'm going through the thing that you're talking about dealing with where I, I love when I listen to podcasts and I and I listen to somebody who seems like so out of reach. How could I ever get to where that guy is at? I don't know if you're thinking that about me right now, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not that guy that's so far out of reach. Come watch my stuff. Come notice how just like everybody else I am. And d- same with Jason. We like watch how just like everybody else, but also beautifully unique he is in his own way. Just trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And if you're trying to catch Jason or you're trying to catch me or you're trying to catch whoever the heck you're trying to catch, you'll never get there because you're never going to be as good at being Nick as Nick is. I'm never going to be as good at being you as you are. So just be you authentically and be able to watch people who are going through it. That's what I love about my Instagram. There are days when I'm going through it and I'm out of it, but that means I'm still alive in here, man. I'm still alive in here. So you can find me there. Uh, it's a great way to connect with me. I love to DM and chat there. You can also email me at nickpagsfit at gmail.com. Uh, and then I have uh, Facebook groups that will be coming out soon, but they're not ready yet, so I'm not going to give you all that information. But just keep an eye out on Instagram. Everything goes through there. Dude, thank you so much, Nick. I really appreciate the time, my brother. Um, and uh, we'll catch you on this side. I'm going to go back and listen to this episode. So thank you, my friend. Appreciate you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. Cheers, man. Thanks again. I hope you guys grabbed some great value out of today's conversation. If you want to further the conversation, I'd love to meet you personally. We've got a free Facebook community that you can dive into, free content, more resources, and I do lives every single week where I get a chance to interact with you and help coach you on exactly what you need. If you want to find it, you can find us at The Business of Feeling Good, or you can search the hashtag BOFG. Again, that's hashtag BOFG. If you like this episode, please share it. I'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your reviews truly mean so much to me. It's the lifeblood of what keeps me going, and it's how I craft the content that's better going to impact you. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.